Welcome to Radio MVP Sports Podcast, episode number 82. As we continue to roll here, hi everyone, I'm Tim, along with Anthony. Glad to have you aboard. Don't know how you download iTunes now since iTunes went away, but uh, Apple Podcasts, give us a rating and review. Anywhere else you download podcasts, please give us a rating and review if they have that type of system. We appreciate it. Tell your family, friends, and even your enemies as we try to grow Radio MVP. And uh, we've been doing well on the numbers, to be quite honest. And uh, we hope you help spread the word because that's the only way it's going to grow. And we really do appreciate each and every one of you who takes time to uh, download and tell others about Radio MVP. With that in mind, it is Tuesday. Yes. The day after the most embarrassing Monday night football game I've seen in a long time. Game that ended... What on the first play from scrimmage by the 49ers on a, a Brita 83 run. yard touchdown run? And I was at the time saying, No, it's not over yet. It's not over yet. It was over. It was really that quick. The game was over. And that might have been the most unprepared football team I've seen this season. And that's saying a lot because three podcasts ago, two podcasts ago, you were sitting here saying that. It, that was that team after the Tennessee game. Yeah, it was the revision of the Tennessee game. And you just, it's been a weird start of the season exactly. for the Browns. Exactly. Because the NFL, you usually play close games, and the Browns have not had close games. Nope. They've been blown out, or they've basically dominated the team they, they, they defeated. I mean, the Jets, they won by 20 points. The, the Ravens, Ravens by basically 20 by 20 points. points. Yeah. Last night was probably. I know it's a short career, only five games long, but Kitchen's worst performance as a head coach. Here's the good news, Tim. It can't get any worse for him, probably. You would like to think it cannot get any worse. After they the just didn't look prepared for the game. And that's inexcusable. When you are coming off a huge divisional win, every win in the division is big. But when you go on the road to Baltimore and whip them, by three touchdowns. That last touchdown was a meaningless touchdown to garbage time. You were you were whipping them. You're in first place in the division. You come back on prime time against a Niners team that we kind of thought was good. Didn't realize they were that good. And you basically you didn't leave Cleveland. I think the Browns plane to take off to go to San Francisco is still sitting in Cleveland. That was uh, for Browns fans and the uh, the Browns general. That was embarrassing. A lot of people work today I talked to, they're back to, oh boy. Well, let me put it this way. Let me put it this way. Just backtrack for a moment or two here about the 49ers coming into this game. They had to buy, so they had two Mm -hmm. weeks to prepare. Mm -hmm. They're playing at home, and I'm playing on Monday night. A lot of good positions to be in if you're the 49ers. They opened up their season against the Buccaneers, and they won 31-17. And I don't think anybody including myself, or you would consider at the time Tampa Bay a good team. No. Nope. They defeated the Bengals, who we all know is not a good team, 41-17. Then they had the Steelers, and a tough battle on the road. And they beat the Steelers 24-20. And like then they had, had six turnovers. That, yeah. Or, they had four six turnovers and still won. So, right. Yeah. My whole point is they had two weeks to pair for the Browns. And... Going into this game, yes, undefeated 3-0. and NFL wins are NFL wins. I always say, you play your schedule. I said it was not the most impressive three wins you're going to see no, a 3-0 team. No, it was not. They were 
they beat teams combined one and eight. And I said, well, the Browns should be able to compete. They didn't compete. That was the problem. There was no running game. There was no no true game plan going forward. And now I want to talk about this. I'm not going to break down the game and all that. Here's some questions I'm going to ask you okay. as a football fan. Okay. Do you know who the Browns' offensive coordinator is? Todd Munkin, right? Right. Do you know where he was the offensive coordinator last season? Was it in the NFL? Yes. The Jets? No. Not far off. A bad team, though. Arizona. No, not okay. He was the offensive coordinator for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> well, that explains it. Well, here's my point that I want to make. The last two seasons prior to this year, mm-hmm. who was the most regressive quarterback in the NFL? Jameis Winston. Who is the most regressive quarterback in the NFL this season? Baker Mayfield. You see a correlation? Yeah. I'm concerned. Well, here's what's maddening to to me. And what quarterback last year led the NFL in interceptions? Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston. Right now, Baker Mayfield looks awful. I mean, there's there's no answer buts about it. He looks garbage. He, he looks worse than any quarterback drafted this year. I'll go back to my statement earlier. Who was the most regressive quarterback the last two years in the NFL? Jameis Winston. Jameson, yeah. Now, Munkin has come to the Cleveland Browns. Who is the most regressive quarterback in 2019? Baker Mayfield. There's no question about it. He threw zero interceptions in the red zone last year. He's thrown like six this year. It's it's outrageous. Now, not all of them his fault this year. I'll say this. But one thing I've noticed in the, in the five games that the Browns have played so far, and this has happened in every game, Baker Mayfield, I mean, everyone knew my concerns going in. If you go back yes. to our yes. my podcast years a couple of years ago about the draft, and I said my biggest concern about Baker Mayfield was he's six foot. He's a small yep. quarterback. And last night, it proved it. Well, you're facing a defensive line that averaged six foot seven across. Their smallest guy was six four. Okay. So, that last few weeks, that has been a problem. That's overcomable. You can overcome that. But you have to figure out how. And my question is is Munkin helping him? And I'm not sure he is. And he has a new quarterback coach this season. Again. These are problems I have. Now, he may have the same play caller as last season, but how they're developing yes. the plays and the and the game plan for the week, I'm starting to question. I agree with that. And I, and I'll add this too. I think if anybody knows me, they know I love to run the ball. I I would like my teams to establish the run. And the teams that establish the run are going to win the games. It's absolutely baffling to me. Nick Chubb Goes nuts last week. 83-yard touchdown run, 100-something yards. Why are you not pounding the rock with this kid? He's a three-down back. But it it appears to me, I'm going to ask you a question now. When you were a kid and your mom or dad bought you a toy, what did you want to do with it? I wanted to use it. You want to, use you it. Want to play fancy it. Toys, exactly. right? The Browns have these new fancy toys, and they've had Jarvis. Joku and Jarvis and Odell and it's like we gotta play with them, we gotta play with them, we gotta play with them. I would say yes that you that would be what I think is the perception out there, but that's not the case. You know? Odell Beckham caught two passes last night. 
He caught two passes the week before. Yeah, that's that's not enough. No, you're not using your. You have not. You're not playing with that toy. No, you're leaving that toy in the corner. (laughs) Yeah, and you're playing with last week's toy. And your parents like, I just spent all that money on this toy, but you're not using that toy. Yeah, that's the problem with the Browns right now, and they have no identity. I say this a lot in sports, but the Browns don't have an identity. They don't know what they're doing. They have no offensive identity of what they want to establish each game. Even the game against Baltimore, they didn't really start running the ball until the second half. And that was after the big run of 88 yards where they got the touchdown. It's like, oh, hey, we might be able to run the ball now. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they did. Do you think? I believe this. I honestly believe the game planning for the team offensively has suffered tremendously in the last five games. Now... How do you fix that? Well, it tells me that Kitchen has to be more involved with the offense as a game plan. Mm -hmm. Because last season, when he was the offensive coordinator, the second half of the season, that team was much more focused of what... They were in a rhythm. Yes, and much more focused of the talents of their quarterback and the players around him. This year, I'm not seeing that. And I think I'm game-blaming, but... I think I have legitimate thought processes behind it. I, I don't think you're alone, Tim. I think there's a lot of. A I haven't lot heard of, anyone else say it, but I'm saying it. But my point is, I think where I see regression from the Browns is in the game plan coming into this week, and I don't see a game plan for when they're in the red zone. No, and that is. It's a concerning. problem. Yeah, that's you can't win in the NFL without exercising an identity of who you are offensively and exercising plays that you know are successful in certain situations. The the Browns had to use a reverse to get Odell Beckham the ball inside the twenty. Fine and dandy to try it, and he got nine yards. But you're using your best receiver as a runner. Yep. They put him in the backfield I saw, yeah. and, and pitched him the ball one time. Great. Use, matter of fact, he ran the ball and threw the ball more than damn Baker Mayfield did <laughs> in the first half. That's a problem. The, the Baker mark, Mayfield had 100 yards in that game. And what, three interceptions? You'd have that in a quarter. The good NFL coaches don't have the great first 15, 20 plays. They're really good at adjusting... There's nothing wrong with a scripted idea to see how a defense Mm. reacts to you. There's nothing wrong with that. that. There's nothing wrong with that. That was the Bill Walsh style of the West Coast offense that he made famous. And many coaches do that. They they run certain plays to see how the defense reacts for you know how to adjust, which is setting up a team defensively, offensively. And San Francisco did that to the Browns all night long. They set them up on each and every play. Every play had a desire, a need, and met a, a need for the next play. We s- the Browns, in my opinion, every play was designed like without knowing what the next play would be. And that... It, it's concerning at the NFL level, too. Yes. The, you're, you're, you're pulling plays out of a hat versus having a desire of what you want to achieve. We... We knew the Browns were probably going to struggle. Even you said before the season started, the way their schedule shapes up, they will struggle the first seven or eight games. But I don't think any of us 
thought they would look this unprepared. This is week six? Yeah, coming up. You're week five or six. You can't be looking this bad. Look, I get every team's going to have as 16 games. You're going to have a bad three or four games. But to get boat raced twice? Well, you made a good point there. And the point is there's only 16 games in the NFL season, unlike baseball where there's 162, Mm -hmm. unlike basketball where there's 82. So if you have a clunker, it's no big deal. You pick up the pieces and move on and say, oh, it's October. You know, or if it's basketball, it's November. You know, if it's baseball, oh, it's May or June Mm -hmm. or July because there's so many games still to be played. And that's the difference in the sports. In the NFL, you only have 16 games, so every game matters. Every home game matters, meaning you must defend your home turf. And the NFL is so huge. And the Browns are 0-2, coming home and facing a damn good team in Seattle and could very well be 0-3 at home at the end of next week. And I don't think anybody could have predicted that. That's my worst scenario yep. I, you know, going into the season. After they lost to Tennessee, my worst scenario was two and five. They're looking at the potential of being two and five after the seven weeks going into a bye. Yeah, and and then at that point you begin to start wondering: Does the players quit on the coaches? Can you win? Then if you're two and five, you got to win one. If you, I know that you, you have to go eight and one yeah. exactly to win ten games. That's difficult. I'm not saying it can't be done. I'm not saying it won't be done. It's difficult to do. It puts very little room for error into your season yep. the rest of the way. Exactly. Sometimes teams thrive on that. They get themselves yep. in a big hole, and they're able to pull themselves out. Most teams do not. They flounder, and they become 7-9 and nine teams. 6-10. 6-10, 5-11. and 11. They get, become, become worse and worse. The, the numbers grow. And that's where you're going to find out what happens with this Browns team going forward. So this Seattle game's huge. It's absolutely unbelievably huge. Each week in the NFL, that week game is huge. This becomes a playoff game almost, right? They're all playoff games in the NFL. Every game is a playoff game in the NFL because you only have 16 games. So now this becomes a championship-type game then. You want to go 1-0 and every week in the NFL. And you're facing a damn good coach that will exploit your weakness if you don't you, have a job. What you did yesterday does not matter what you do today in the NFL. Your resume will be talked about the entire mm-hmm. season. But in the NFL, because you only have one game, you have one goal, win this week. I don't care what team you're talking about. You have one goal this week, win today's game. Win this week's game. You're being a Bronco fan. And I know the Broncos are having a tough season. Truth of the matter, as tough as their season has been, they have one goal this week. That is to win this week's game. Last week's game, they got to pick up the pieces and move on. But they have to cut the cord and say, all that matters is this week. And that's how how short the NFL season is. You got to look each week is a pass or fail because – your losses will add up, and you'll become that bad team. Yep. So you must understand it's either pass or fail, and that pass or fail is the W or the L. Simple as that. It's one week. How did you do this week? Because that's what matters. That's why everyone's going to be down in the dumps talking how bad the Browns played, because it matters. You can't – good teams don't lose 34-3. to 3. 
You're right. Good teams don't lose their opening home game by, f- by having someone putting points. 40 points on you. Good teams win close ball games. The Browns have not played in a close ball game. Except yet. for the Rams, and they lost. And they lost. You're right. That's And that was a home game. So these are what this is what determines how good or bad you can be. And it's already proven that the Rams may not be that good, good this year. Yep. As defending NFC champions, they've looked... Pedestrian. Yeah. Well, they've looked as good as New England played them. New England destroyed them in the Super Bowl, I, and they have not recovered. They've been exposed, maybe. Yeah, exactly. It's a copycat league. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, the Browns going forward, you're right. Chubb's a key ingredient. If they don't use him properly, They're I don't right. think they'll ever be the offense everyone expected nope. him to be. The offensive line has huge issues. We've known that from the game one. It was exposed. Every loss they've had, that offensive line. Has gotten beat up. Well, if you were in a great them, you got to give them an F. Simple as that. How many times have you given them an F this year? Three times? What's that? How many times would you grade the Browns offensive line as an F? Three times. Three times? Yeah. Every, the three losses, they're all been bad losses. And in the Jets and Ravens, I'll, I'll take that back. Against the Rams, I'd give them like C minus. C minus, sure. They played well enough against the, the Rams. Jets game, but you know what? They didn't play great against the Jet, the Rams because Arnold beat the shit out of them. Yeah. So, uh, and what happened this way? Boza beat the shit out of them. So what you're saying is, if you have a good, you got a good edge rusher, you're in trouble. Yeah, and. Offensively, the defensively, the Browns couldn't hold the edge. Yeah, that's why they ran 300 yards against you yesterday. Yeah, yeah it's so uh, the Browns have issues. They have big issues going forward. That offensive line is Swiss cheese, and that is where this team, how far the Browns will go forward from this point on, will determine how well that offensive line plays the rest of the year. If it plays like it did in their three losses, they probably are headed to ten losses versus ten wins. A bad offensive line in the NFL is similar to a bad pitching staff in baseball. Yeah, you, you just can't overcome open, it. You're not, yeah, it, you can't overcome it. Exactly. Them. Exactly. And uh, luckily, this is a game where you throw out the film, don't watch. You know, the old cliche. You know, I don't look at standings. No. You know how I, I, I just you don't, don't look until later in the year. Well, I don't look for a simple reason is I know how bad or good my team plays, mm-hmm. so I know how, where they should be in the standings. Yep. Perfect example. Of what I'm talking about is, is you brought up baseball for a second. Look at baseball as a as a whole. 162 games. Mm-hmm. Baltimore won 45 games this year, right? 45, 48 games. Yeah, they yeah they were awful. Yeah, that means they lost like 115 games. Yeah, Detroit and them were awful. Right, but but the point is they won 40 some games. Mm-hmm. Well, in baseball, that's going to, you know, you're going to see the X amount of games win because you know team's going to lose them all. Yeah. In the NFL, that's been proven wrong mm-hmm. multiple times that some team can you lose, lose every them all. Game. Because you only have 16 games. That's why this matters. And if there's a failure of the front office coming into this year, is the overconfidence it had in yes. the players that they had on the team. On the offensive line. They read their own press club and they believed well, it. They traded Zeitzer away for Vernon. Vernon's had one good game this year. That was last week. Mm-hmm. I have not heard Vernon's name much in any game. Other than last week against Baltimore. 
I have not seen Vernon make big plays other than last week against Baltimore. You can never have a, enough good offensive linemen like you cannot have enough good starting pitching in baseball. Exactly. I mean, it it, it goes but, hand in hand. Exactly. But you only have a finite number to play with. You only can have 10 or 12 pitchers on a team yep. no matter what. You know, you're going to have 12, maybe 13 max in baseball. You can only have 8, 10 offensive linemen because you have so many other positions to fill and back up in football. If this team's going to get forward, it's the offensive line that's going to make the difference. If this offensive line plays as bad as it did last night in San Francisco, then you're looking at 10 losses, not 10 wins. And I don't think... I don't care what that schedule says the rest of the year. I don't care if it becomes the easiest schedule in the NFL from week... Eight on. No. Yeah. If you can't block up front, it doesn't matter how good your receivers are or how good your quarterback is or how good your running game is or how good your defense is playing. Because if you can't block up front. Last year when this team got good, the offensive line played great. Played, kept Mayfield upright. Upright. Yep. Exactly. It kept him spotless. And he was able to play and do many things. Now, has Mayfield played perfectly? No. No. Has Mayfield be in a quote-unquote sophomore slump? Possibly. But I will say this. The one thing he needs to do, and he doesn't have to do it every play, and he doesn't have to do it 20 times a game, but three to five times a game where there is pasture in front of you, Scramble. just take off and get the five, four or yep. five yards. Take what the defense gives you and set up a second or third down and, and that distance to go. Reminds me. When, th- when he's rolled out, he rolls to his right because he's right-handed. He doesn't mm-hmm. roll to his left. So the full field becomes smaller. Yep. And when there's room and there's nobody open, he needs to pick up those six, seven yards that are in front of him and bring up the next down on sec- or first down or second down. They have to be successful in first down. They haven't been. When they're not successful passing the ball on first down, what do they do? 95% give it to Chubb. Yep. He gets you three or four yards. And now comes third down and six. And they have to be successful. They have to be successful on first down. If they're successful on first down, it brings out a lot of different yep. options. So that going forward. And Baker Mayfield needs to take off and run. He doesn't have to get 20 yards. He doesn't have to be a guy who's going to score a touchdown running the ball. Be ahead of the sticks. Just help move the sticks. Yep. Get Just positive help. yards. Yeah, exactly. Get positive yards. Make something out of it. If you move out of the pocket or you're forced out of the pocket and you can't find a player, then you must exactly. make a, advance the, the position the team is at. And those are my my biggest takeaways from last night. It was, it was frustrating to watch because that offensive line, just it can run block. They need better play calling. Mm-hmm. They need a better offensive design for the game plan. Very stale. It's well, just, it's just all over the field. The The desire to use Beckham was there, but they didn't have a game plan of how to use yep. him. And that was That's my, my biggest yep. problem as a fan going forward. So, again, I'm very concerned about the, the regression of Baker Mayfield and the correlation with the offensive coordinator who had regression with Jamison last, yep, or you know with Jamison last, yeah. last year. So yeah, I think those. It's my biggest concern going forward. Pay attention. I'm telling everyone. Pay attention to how Baker plays the rest of the season with this offensive coordinator. 
There is a huge correlation because this is the second young quarterback that he's had, and it's his offense he's running that we're seeing regression and one of the top yep. quarterbacks in the game are young quarterbacks that everyone had high expectations for. It's interesting to see that Jameis Winston now I was is gonna bring that much up. better. I was going to bring that up. Much better now that he's not there. With Bruce Arians, a guy that kind of wanted the Browns job, yeah. He's a you quarterback know? whisper. You got no time to to feel sorry for yourself because you get a perennial playoff team with – even though I don't like the guy in Pete Carroll, he's a really good football coach. And you got the best franchise in the NFL in primetime in a couple weeks. You got another big, where they don't big, lose. You got a big defensive line to take care of again. So that yep. offensive line will be challenged. They're going to be at home. They have to win home games. You have to defend first energy. You have stadium. to go undefeated the rest of the year at home. Period. Yeah. Period. You got no choice. You have six games left at home, right? Yep. You. You if you want to be a playoff team, you have to win all six. Simple as that. You already won two on the road. You win six at home, you're eight and eight. Yep. And that's a step. At, well, yes, that's a, a better than last year. Eight and eight might win this division, Tim. Oh, you just got me to my next point. Eight they eight play in the weakest division, division of football this year. Thank God. Winning divisional games will be huge. The games coming up against Pittsburgh in the future here will be really very important because you got two games against Pittsburgh in three weeks. So, But first and foremost, before you can get to those games, you have to beat the Seahawks, and it's not going to be easy. That's a very good nope. football team. That might be the best quarterback that's playing in the NFL, and he's a small quarterback. Yep. You, if and you're going to learn from anything, that you're watching the films this week, breaking Watch them down. You have to better watch to see how he's playing and figure out how he. they're using their young, small quarterback and being successful. Here's a quarterback went to two Super Bowls, you know, winning one of them. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. hey, bottom line is... Safe to say the Browns need 30 to win this game? Safe to say they just need to win the game. Yeah. I don't... My goal in the NFL, and I don't break it down every week, but I'll tell you this. You look at the ledger. The first team that scores 24 points or more usually wins the game. Yep. And the teams that don't score at least 24 points a game struggle to win games. Trust me, I know. 24 points in the NFL is that marker. You're going to win most games. The winning team will have at least 24 points or more. And I bet you 95%, 90 to 95% of the teams is the first of 24 win the ball game. Yeah. I have never did the breakdown. That's just my opinion. That's the marker. You score 24 or more points a game, you win. Simple as that. The first team to 24 or more, you're going to win. That means three touchdowns and a field goal or four touchdowns, you're going to win that ball game. If you're the first to that number, probably close to 90% of the time. And uh, if you're in a shootout and you lose 30 to 28, all right, that's just. You tip your cap, yeah. Yeah. Your, your offense is doing their job giving you the opportunity to win ball games. And that's all you can ask for. So I think I'm off my high horse. <laughs> Have you calmed down yet? Because I know there's a lot of Browns fans that worked him. I walked in, and one looked like he just lost his best friend. I mean, he looked soul crushed. Like it was, it was a cold dose of reality. And, and that's what he said. He said, "This is reality right now." The Browns are two and three, and I'm worried about them being two and five yep. over the next two weeks. Yep. And the only way to prevent that is to win this week. If they're three and four, you go, feel a little bit better about yourself. Well. 
you have two weeks to prepare for the Patriots, and yeah. you know, it's a, anything's knows? possible. Yeah. I like to be. I said this from the very beginning of this year: four and three after the first seven. Only way to do that is week, you have yeah. to win this week to get to that number. Yeah. If you're two and five, it's a huge uphill climb. If you're three and four, you have a potential to be four and four after eight games, mm-hmm. and you can go from there. Yep. If you're two and five, it's a huge climb. Can be done, yes, but it's a huge, Chances huge climb. Are n- not very likely. All that matters is win this week. You got to win this week. We talked about this in the other podcast with the Penguins. Yep. Same scenario. You're four and one in that. Tim, you got a couple big, big, big must win games this weekend, huh? Yeah. Northeast Ohio's filling with them. Yeah. It, it is absolutely necessary. Hey, let's talk a little bit more football. Let's yes. get into the, the high school level. I, I don't have any information to pass mm-hmm. on. I'm not going to. Yeah, we don't have any regions. breaking news. Or... No, no, no. But we had two interesting games this past weekend. Yes. Uh, we got to see Canfield play for the mm-hmm. first time. And we're seeing an improving Canfield program, I think. I Obviously, the, thinking that Saturday, Tim. The, the competition was maybe not as high as they wished they were playing against. But I've seen a lot of good good plays in that ball game and athletes making plays that I th- I honestly do believe going forward, gonna help Canfield's going to be a team to watch. Here's Here's what I like. And I don't know, but I like when a team, we knew, they knew, everybody in that stadium knew Campbell was going to win the game. It's not if they're going to win the game, it's by how much. How good did they play during the game? Exactly. There's, there is a standard at Canfield, and that's because of the tremendous job that Coach Pavlansky has done and the success that he has had that... You're not playing. You're playing against the opponent, but in, in these kind of games, you're playing against the Canfield standard. And Tim, what I liked was Canfield came out, they got their work in, got the job done, got a lot of the young kids' work. I was really impressed with Canfield's willingness to throw the ball, and I like the different ways to throw the ball that the Cardinals do. Intermediate routes always there. Love the Cardinals incorporating the screen game, and I like them taking deep shots down the field. I think hopefully Crawford gets back healthy. I don't know what I believe his shoulder. You and I saw him in the scrimmage and saw him Friday night. He is really good. There's what, talent on that team. What and it's, it's just a matter of them talent, skill having, having it all come together during game. Canfield's game. deep, Tim. Yeah. You and I, I know, came away Friday night impressed with how physical they were. Uh, they were really physical up front. And they won our player of the game. Their whole offensive line won our player of yeah. the game. Maybe I made a biased selection with uh, some personal ties there. But, Tim, uh, they did what they needed to do. We'll get them next week against yeah. East. I'm really looking forward to that game. I am, too, because it it's should a be better a, benchmark. Yeah, uh, it should be an interesting game going forward. You Saturday guys had a good one Saturday, huh? Yeah, we had a really interesting game Saturday. We get, went up to Cleveland to see uh, St. Ignatius take on Rockledge from uh, Florida. and 5-0 Rockledge, correct? They were undefeated yes. coming in. Division two equivalent team, so they'd be like playing Bourbon, for yep. example, or Austintown. Rockledge performed well in the first half. They really did. I think they got tired from all the travel and everything. Well, or maybe. I think down. they were. I, honestly... 
Just think they ran into a better team. Ignatius is fun to watch. Let, uh, let me put it this and way. And they were two and three coming in, right? Yeah. Now, they were two and three. But that's good. Let me give you a an asterisk on the two and three on this level. The week prior, they played a team from Toronto mm-hmm. North or whatever, an all-star type team from Toronto. Yes. And they lost that game on a Hail Mary. <laughs> so the game was won up until the last play of the mm-hmm. game. So a, a tough loss. So they bounced back pretty good this past week. They opened up. They got the ball for the first half. And a couple plays up the middle and that. They got it out to about the 33-yard 30, line. They ran a little out pass to the left side to uh, Welsh, the, the running back. And he was able to turn it down the field, make a couple moves, take it the distance, and it was 7 nothing. early Ignatius. Rockledge then answered their own. After they exchanged a couple punts, Rockledge ex- uh, got into the end zone on a nice drive. And they have a really good running back named Tennyson, who's headed to Auburn. Probably going to play linebacker. He's wow. really good on the defensive side. So he's committed to Auburn. Matter of fact, I believe the quarterback is committed to Missouri. Really? Yeah. And he was, Allen was a good player. I enjoyed watching him play. He's a running guy. He could throw. Mm-hmm. Dual threat. Yeah. But definitely more of a, a, a runner. My, my yes, yeah, so he'll be an athlete yeah. in Missouri. Yeah, he'll be good in a speed option type mm-hmm. offense. And but a very talented young man. There's no question about it. And they had some other talented players. Mm-hmm. They had about four or five guys who are committed wow. to uh, Division One schools. So that it's a it's a growing program. It's a good program. Ignatius took control of the game in the second quarter with two touchdown passes to uh, the wide receiver Samil. Uh, Hannon was really a phenomenal. He had three or four touchdown passes in the game. And he ran one in at quarterback. But he threw him on a dime 40, 45 yards down field and hit Samil twice going into the end zone around the two to three yard line and just carried it right into the end zone for the touchdown. So he was our player of the game. It was uh, Samil. And I'll tell you what, it was a. Uh, a fun, entertaining game to, to do. Yes, Ignatius ended up you know, winning big. I do believe travel probably played part of... Oh, yeah. And Coming in that day. And style. climate, because they went from 80 degrees in Florida to 50, to 50 degrees in, in Ohio. No excuses. I mean, I think the better team would have won. I think if it was reverse, Ignatius still wins. You think so? Yeah, I do. Uh, but it was fun to do. It was fun to see. And all the people up at, at St. Ignatius, absolutely first class. They they were terrifics to us. It was really great to do their game mm-hmm. and be part of that for an evening. And hopefully they'll happen again. And I, I got this to show you on, on the table here. Mm-hmm. I have not showed you. But the one that with a spiral, that is their media guide. Tim, I texted you uh, earlier in the week when I, uh, when you said that you were going to look at doing stats on your own. I said, Tim, I think uh, Standing Nations probably has a pretty good sports information department. And I would say they have a phenomenal one, huh? Uh, I'll tell you what. It really is. They do a terrific job. Uh, but we have done two schools now that we have not covered in the past, Akron Hoban and Cleveland Standing Nations. Everybody knows about their football prowess. Right. It's incredible, Tim, to me, at the high school level, how in-depth 
the sports information department is. Because that's a lot of guys, teachers, a lot of guys wear multiple hats that put in a lot of overtime because they love the program, love the game. And I, th- I believe, and I don't know this for a fact, I didn't have a chance to talk to anyone, but I'm, I'm, I'm sure this has a lot of students' involvement. Yes, and that's fantastic. We sat with Boardman, with Hoban, Canfield does a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Ignatius, you touched on. Struthers. Struthers did a great job. Yep. There's, there's been a lot, but and yeah. And for guys it, like you and I who are established, I don't want to say established, but we're, we've been in a couple years. It's, it's really nice to see because you and I were that age once trying to get in there. And, and, and it's awfully tough. So hats off to them. Yeah, let me just say it was a pleasure doing their game, and hopefully it won't be the last time we'll First have that. First-class program on the field and off the field, I think, I think it's safe to say. Uh, no surprise when you're led by Chuck Kyle. No, and the whole the whole school system is phenomenal, and it was a pleasure to do their game. They have St. Ed's this week, the Holy War up in Cleveland. So, Big one. Oh, <laughs> boy. Maybe someday we'll get the chance to do that game. You never know. Two that, games I want to do. Masson McKinley. And San Ed's Ignatius. They're bucket list ones. You never know. Yeah. It's possible. As we uh, continue to grow with uh, Western Reserve Radio. And that's, again, all our games are on Western Reserve Radio. And along with uh, AM600, WRQX, here in the Valley. And we look forward to it. It should be. It's been a fun season so mm-hmm. far. Six weeks in, we've done a lot of games. We're going to continue on as we hit the... It, Towards the last forty percent of the games, yeah. this is it, Tim. Yeah, we're getting there. It, it goes fast, and it was a, a really a great pleasure to do their game. And like I said last week, it was kind of a kind of an impromptu type thing. Mm-hmm. They played Hoban and had a great game against Hoban mm-hmm. down in Hoban, winning that game by one. I think it was forty two forty one. Yeah. It was a group text with a bunch of us, you know, including uh, Jim Craven, who runs the radio station. I flippantly said, I said, we should do an Ignatius game. And not really expecting it. Not really expecting to take, yeah. take off. And then yeah. I got online and looked at their schedule and says, you know, they got a team from Florida coming up on the 5th, on October 5th. And, we, you know, we started working the... The phones? The, well, the started working mm-hmm. numbers at the station, meaning we have Phantom games. Mm-hmm. And obviously... But being an internet radio station, have we have multiple streams. Yep. So we were able to put on Stream 2 when we were on Stream 2 for the Canfield game. Yes. Because of the Phantoms, Phantoms which is fantastic. Like I said, if you're a sports fan in the Valley or a sports fan anywhere that's listening to this podcast, I highly recommend you to listen to Western Reserve Radio throughout the day. It's SB Nation mm-hmm. programming nationally, a lot of local shows at evening. My my whole point is 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 just a great outlet if you're looking for sports. There are other sports channels here locally. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to name them. <laughs> I'm just going to say there's three other ones. I'll take what we're doing at Western Reserve Radio over all of them, simply because of the programming and the localism. And you're not going to find a better suite of everything are there it's just there's so much going on uh we have the high school football we have the phantoms yep we have matt emsh with his just football with matt emsh and many others there's so many uh brian wan who does a boxing show and there's just so much and 
I, like I said, just take a, take a night when you have time. Alexa, just, you know, get on there. Make sure you have the TuneIn app skill going and just say, Alexa, play radio station, West Reserve Radio, and it'll come up like that. So many ways to listen to the radio station. Uh, 365 app, the TuneIn app. 365live.com, westreserveradio.com, and everything. So just do yourself a favor and listen. One last thing I want to tell everybody, uh, as we've been promoting it all year, it's hoodie time. Yes. And if you want your hoodies, now's the time to get them from houseofhoodies.com. Now, houseofhoodies.com has been down for the last couple days because they were redoing their website. It should be back up. If it's not... Go to Twitter and check them out at H.O. Hoodies, and then you'll see all the great, phenomenal hoodies from all the different sports and what they do. And use the promotional code WR Radio, W-R-R-A-D-I-O, one word, 15% off your entire order. Simple as that. And that promotional code, again, is W-R-R-A-D-I-O, and that's houseofhoodies.com. Check them out. I'm going to get a hoodie. Anthony wants a hoodie. You want a hoodie. There's better no better way to save money and get a hoodie than use that promotional code W R R A D I O one word W R Radio at HouseOfHoodies.com. Yeah, that's last week we did the show. It was up in the 80s or 90s, Tim. Now it's dropped 40 degrees. So uh, it's definitely time to get one of those hoodies. Got to have them. There's no question about it. Baseball season is going strong, Anthony. We're yeah. into the playoffs. The Twins are out. Not a shock. Got swept by the Yankees. Uh, the teams I I picked to follow, the, the A's got knocked out yep. in the wild card game. The Car- Cardinals, Cardinals are still, still alive. Tomorrow night. Yeah, big game. So we'll see what happens there. Those are the game, teams that I was going to follow. No big deal there. Uh won't be surprised if it's Yankees Astros for the ALCS. I think it's that way. Yeah, I just don't know who's going to beat the Astros. I, that team is just top to bottom the best lineup in baseball. Top to bottom best pitching staff in baseball. And their bullpen's pretty good too. Yeah, oh, pitching staff. Yeah. Period. Oh, yeah. Not even rotation. Pitching staff. Yep. I think the Dodgers in the in the NL are probably the class of the act. We'll see what happens out there, but I'm not going to go deep into the baseball right now because everybody knows what's going yep. on. And if there was a sure bet out there, it was the Yankees over the Twins. Yeah, yeah, I think so. The, yeah, you talk about domination. Twins haven't beat the Yankees ever in the postseason, and uh, they've lost 15 straight postseason games, not series games. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, it's it's shocking. It really is. And they were not even competitive. None of these games were close. Uh, and I think we kind of knew that. Twins did not have great pitching all year. Kind of got hot early and just rode it all the way through. But and Ronald Acuna has to run out. Has to learn to run the... You know, Tim, I think we got to... Oh, my the, goodness. I think we got to talk about the next podcast. I think that is something that we have to focus on. I mean, we... The next as, podcast. As Indians fans seen Yazo... Puig make those mistakes. But you can't make them. This is the playoffs. I know. This is the playoffs, and you're the franchise pillar. You are yeah. the next Chipper Jones. You're the next Andrew Jones. And it, it's, it's, it's shocking. It I, is. It is it's just that. It's shocking. I, it, 
Hopefully it will never happen to him again. It's happened before. You can make all the excuses in the world. There's Bottom no line is that. just run. Yeah. Just throw the bat away and run. Run until the umpire says you're out. You can celebrate afterwards. Yep. You can celebrate when the ball's over the over the fence. Over the fence. Exactly. And, oh, my goodness gracious. Tim, I think we got to get into that in the next podcast. Yeah, we probably will. But it's football season, so. Yes, it is. And the Indians aren't playing. Unfortunately not. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, I kind of miss getting nervous about October games. Uh, you know what? But, yeah, we'll still talk baseball. Yeah. Can't can't talk about Basketball is, believe it or not, that not that far away. Hockey season's begun. Yep. My Knights are 2-0 and to start the season. They play tonight. Can't wait. Watch the Knights again. Uh, it should be a lot of fun. I know a lot of Penguin fans out there. We'll mm-hmm. talk Penguins a little bit. Uh, that's a joke. <laughs> that's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, we will. Uh, and uh, on, a, on a side note, it's a couple weeks old. The grand final happened in the excuse me, in the AFL. Richmond won. <laughs> Tim's team's oh, taking up. Yeah, no, I'm not a big Richmond fan, so God Tim's bless. Teams have struggled so far. Richmond, you know, Richmond won, so yeah, but they beat the the Giants, who beat my my pies. So, and the Giants just got crushed. Oh, that was not even a good game. I can't even rewatch. I have the app. I can rewatch. I yeah. don't want to. It was, no, it's just bad game. Bad game. So, with all that in mind, a lot still going on in the world of sports. Just getting started here in the middle. Uh, yeah. Uh, not even in the middle. Early October. Early October, yes. So, for Anthony, I'm Tim. We'll talk to you next time right here on Radio MVP.